Hey everyone, welcome to episode 47 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. I'm super excited to have two special guests with us this week, Stephanie Johnson and Yvette Saliba. You will likely remember them from a previous conversation we had right here about 10 months ago in episode 8, which was entitled Spectator Sport. After you are done enjoying today's episode, you'll likely want to go back and grab a little more of Stephanie Nivette. You'll be stuck with a bit of yours truly as well on that episode, but that's the price you pay. So before we begin today, uh, last week our episode was entitled Too Good to Be True, where we decided that just as death came into the world through a man, Adam, the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man, Christ. Everyone dies because all of us are related to Adam, the first man. But all who are related to Christ, the other man, will be given new life. Pretty good way to end up the Easter season. And you can watch that message in our archives in the Florida Hospital Church mobile app. And if you're a little bit old school, you can go to the website, hospitalchurch.org. All right. On to the conversation at hand. As mentioned a little earlier, this week's conversation is sponsored by Stephanie and Yvette and their message, But If Not. But If Not? I saw that and was like, wait a minute, where are we going but if not? Is that even proper English? It's in the Bible. Is it? So it's guaranteed to be proper. <laughs> it's guaranteed. <laughs> Everything in the Bible is proper. Um, no, that's a, we came to that kind of late actually in the game. We were initially thinking about David and his story and um, just started thinking about the fact that David had to participate in something that he'd never be able to truly see the end of or appreciate or celebrate. Um, and so Yvette actually came up with the idea that we should connect that to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Nice. Um, years ago, I heard somebody speak. I thought it was really good. And um, they were just talking about that text, but if not, or that that line rather with the, with the three of them. And um, so it's become something that is very important to me when I end my own prayers or when I um, talk to God, I often will have that, but if not, meaning I'll still serve you even if this prayer does not get answered. And I started out thinking, but if not, what? And at the end, it became more of a comfort and going, wow, that really kind of wraps it up. It brings it home, which, you know, hey, that's why you use it as the title, right? <laughs> but it, this is a pretty amazing read at least to me, in humility, when you think about, you know, some serious character issues and major flaws, David, right, but still a man after God's own heart, and the dedication to the task at hand that we read about in First Chronicles 22, there was verses 1 through 19, and, you know, I don't think it – obviously, it wasn't one that David had envisioned from the beginning, right? He totally thought this was his gig. But yet he just like dives in with reckless abandon and he is – he's stockpiling, he's planning, he's ensuring that everything that could possibly be needed for this to be the biggest success of anything ever built at that time and that it would glorify God. And it really changed – to me, it changed the direction of David's idea from the one who – from being him that would get the credit and just to one that's like, hey, I'm here to do the heavy lifting. The heavy lifting. That's a roadmap for us, right? Yeah, I think like the skeptical part of me sometimes when I read that story wants to say, <laughs> David did this so he could still kind of micromanage the project. <laughs> that didn't really fit the sermon, um, so we didn't say that. But no, the truth is I think that he becomes in this moment part of a, a lineage of people in the Bible 
who start out maybe imagining themselves to be the center of the universe and by God's grace and through their journey with him, they end, and this is toward the end, end of David's life, right. they end understanding that it's God's plan first. So we talked about that quite a bit, about which characters in the Bible would fall into that mm-hmm. lineage. We And there's so many. I mean, we just picked a few of them in the last reading that we did, but Noah was one. Stephanie and I had a long conversation about how do we weave Noah in, you know, yeah. um, and ultimately decided, no, we'll leave it. Out, yeah. him out. No, uh, <laughs> no, we'll leave Noah out. No, I think, no. Um, I don't know that, I mean, the Bible is really great, but there are so many things that are missing. And so I, I would love to have known David's own struggle just with that whole situation, because it's not like it's, I, I was impressed with the fact that it's not just going to somebody else, it's his own son. I mean, that's a little... Yeah, and I think with David isn't known to be a particularly stellar dad either. Like that's another <laughs> that's another role that he didn't really sometimes excel at. Right. And um so it's kind of nice actually to see him at the end of his life really throw himself not only into God's plan but to, into his son's success because he had some disappointments with his other kids in terms of their um the choices that they made in their lives or the end that came to their lives. So it's always nice when someone kind of comes to a really inspiring, generous place at the end of their lives. And yeah, Noah, we were talking about how Noah had to have built the boat over a period of time where there was no rain, like just making a fool of himself, you know, and there was no payoff. And as far as he knew, there wouldn't be one. And he just kept preaching. And Jesus went to the cross, not knowing exactly whether what he did paid off or not. And he went anyway. And so there's this lineage of people that, that have made those choices that it's not about them. As you say, it's about, it's a humble choice. Yeah. Well, and I like the idea of brokenness in David. Because it's essentially the brokenness and the one thing that he's good at, warfare, essentially, is why God is like, listen. I mean, I guess he lets him have his handprints on this a little bit because he does the procuring and he does the foundation. He does kind of the the groundwork. But essentially, like, you're not going to be a part of this being built because of what you were good at. And so it's almost like, well, Mm -hmm. I, I did what you asked in a way, right? I mean, I was good at this. I... I mean, obviously, we still have the character issues and the flaws, but then God uses the son being the person that's kind of picking that up. You're taking a weakness or that another part of that brokenness, and you're almost in a way, you're healing it. Mm-hmm. I think um, a friend of mine told me this years ago, and I've never forgotten it. And it's not a new saying by any means, but it's uh, our strengths are double-edged swords. And so I think it's yeah. so fitting when I think about David because this was a huge strength of his, but then at the same time, it is what cost him the ability to actually build the temple or to leave his legacy in such a observable way, if that makes sense. But then I think too, Solomon, I don't think would have been Solomon without David, without his influence. I mean, that whole section where he's saying to Solomon, like, be strong and of good courage, you know, and and he's letting him know these are the things that I did that prevented me and don't do these things and pray for wisdom and And it reminded me of another quote that says, uh, I am because you are. And I think um, Solomon is because David was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe um, uh, inappropriate English, Stephanie, I don't know. No, I like it. (laughs) Again, I like it. Um, No, and I think of this text where it says the sins of the father will be visited upon, you know, the next generation. And I like to think that there's a flip side to that, too, that the the humility of the father or the joys of the father or the connection of the father to God will also be visited on subsequent generations. And so it's nice to see that some of those positive traits get passed down as well. Yeah. And I think, so David didn't get a chance to build the temple and leave his imprint, as you said, but he built this man 
that yeah. everybody knows about and everybody, yeah. you know, I mean, when I get to heaven, I would love to meet Solomon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just to be like, wow, David, you're really, and David, and David and too, David. but like, wow, you're so smart. Like, you're so wise. What's that like? <laughs> yeah. And I, I think you're right though. I think that he did leave him a roadmap of these are, these are the obvious pitfalls and not that Solomon didn't, you know, he had plenty oh, of yeah. his sure. own pitfalls Tons. as well. <laughs> Tons of them. I mean, yeah. as we all do, but without that knowledge, it's probably unlikely that Solomon becomes the wise person right. that he became, right? I mean, I think that's part yeah. of that that story. And you guys talked about a vision that, you know, we look at it much like I'm sure David did, and we're like, this is going to be so awesome, right? And dare I say that we think God is totally going to think, wow, his idea? Why didn't I think of that? That is so <laughs> awesome. And then predictably, it all goes horribly wrong, sins in the... <laughs> Fountain floating oh, wrong. Uh, watch the sermon on the app here in the uh, media on the archives and you'll uh, media tab and archives in the media tab. Easy for me to say. But it seems, though, that sometimes the vision was God's in the first place. And we were just blurry, first of all, that it was his. And we're certainly blurry about the outcome. That's a great point. I think David thought this was his idea. And God's just like, you silly little guy. <laughs> Haven't you learned anything yet? Yeah. Well, I think something we kind of discarded but thought about early on, and this is something I I kind of am really interested in about this whole story is I think it's the chapter before or two chapters before, you know, we learned that David, that 70,000 men of Israel have died as a result of David's choices, which is kind of an overwhelming number. But before that, the thing that David is doing that angers God, there's several elements mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. But he's counting He's counting his fighting men. And I think that's really interesting because the thing that angers God there is the fact that David is sort of counting. I I thought of like myself when I was little and I used to count like the number of stuffed animals I had or the, (laughs) you know, like I'm counting my things. And I think part of what's going on there when God punishes him is God saying, these aren't your things. Like stop counting them like they're your things. And so I think this is an extension of that where David kind of says, you know, I'll make something for you. And God said, it's not your thing, you know, which I think is kind of what God is saying to David repeatedly. It's not yours. Well, and that's kind of scary because essentially the one thing that he was really good at and then you're counting – you're you're counting this kind of like well let's see how many you know like the game of risk right how many how many people can I put over here yeah. and how many people can I put over here because this is my thing and I know I'm good at this and I can armies slaughter I can totally manage this yeah and still I took that as God saying you're not managing anything this is mine and you have these talents but this is no no this is not for you to do the thing that really I think maybe struck home as much as anything to me was your discussion about the flyers mm. and the bases. You know, there's some of us that are the bases. There's some that are the flyers. And it, this gets beat to death. And I, I even hate to do this. But, you know, in today, we, you know, we've got social media. We're so narcissistic as a whole. It's all about me, this lifestyle. And, and there's so many embrace that as just like the norm. And sometimes it's, you know, maybe it's intentional. Maybe it's not. But how do we as individuals, as friends, as a church family – how do we celebrate the base? Because I feel like if we're not celebrating the base, the base are the people that eventually just you lose the base and flyers don't go anywhere without the base. They get burned out. And it's the people that we see that walk out the doors and we're like, hey, you know who I haven't seen in a long time? Do you know where they're at? No, I don't know. I mean, you know, they're just not here. Does this story tell us anything about that? 
That's a really good question. (laughs) I don't know. No, I think, um, so this is an idea that Yvette had initially that we include this illustration, which I thought was really great about this idea that people can only be thrown into the sky, you know, in a gymnastics competition with the people that throw them are necessary. And I don't know, we were thinking about the fact that it was ADU's uh, Adventist University's 25th anniversary and graduation happened yesterday on Monday. And um, I work with some colleagues who spend months getting graduation ready. And by that, I mean like they make diagrams about where everyone is going to walk. They consider how many volunteers will be needed. They consider, so all these details, it takes months and then it's over in three (laughs) hours and no one really knows unless you work next to those people in the office next door. You don't know the hours and hours and hours that went into other people walking across the stage, other people making speeches, other people handing out diplomas. And then, of course, the students whose hours and hours and hours of work and their parents and families' hours and hours and hours of work. Sure. So there are a lot of moments in life where we don't, we don't pause to say thank you to all those people. Yeah, and I think just really quickly to play off of that, I think sometimes people are a part of the base because they don't actually want any recognition. There are those individuals, you know, sure. like I just, I kind of want to be behind the scenes. And then there are those who are the base because that's just where they've been slotted or they've been asked to. But I think, um, and this is going to sound much easier said than done, but we have to understand who we're working with. And then I think give appropriate thanks. So whether it's public or whether it's private, you know, but recognize them because the work that they're doing is huge. But for some, that kind of public recognition, I think, would be really great. And for others, I know, like I'm thinking of people and they would just cringe, Mm, you know. And so I think we have to understand who we're working with and, and who is making up that base. Yeah, I think one of the greatest gifts we can give people is knowing how they like to receive feedback and praise and then following through on that, you know. So that's just having a relationship. Right. Yes. We have to know people yes, in order to do that. Very profound statement. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, it's true because really in that scenario, the flyer gets a couple seconds of, whoa, look right. at me. But you didn't see the hours of practices and the months of practice. And, and the all drops. Because the there were right. some drops. And it's like, yeah, so <laughs> yes. they take their lumps too. Everyone, you know, nobody gets out without the lumps. Yeah. Well, we have a special ending for you today. So we're going to start going into that now. And our final FHC takeaways from this week was... What opportunities do you have to recognize someone who has done foundation work in your life? You know, who was your base? Who was one of those people that were supporting you? And immediately after reading that, many names began flooding into my head from my personal experiences with last names like McGray, Finch, Gang, Crofton, Torres, Acosta, and Hernandez, to name a few. But I'm going to take an opportunity at this time to recognize Danny Hernandez with an absolute huge thank you, and I don't know where I would be spiritually without your mentoring in my life. That's just been someone who, when I moved to Florida, it would be a couple years before I met him, and there were lots of other people. But when it came to just how to be a, a genuine Christian and someone who always found the good with everybody, didn't matter how mad you can get or how just crazy someone can make you. Danny's like the most level-headed person. And as a pastor, that's hard sometimes because you're dealing with all, I mean, so much fallout. So Danny, I just appreciate you like nobody else on this planet. And there's always been that special bond. And so I just wanted to recognize Danny Hernandez. And right now he's at the Life Source Adventist Church in Denver, Colorado. So I want to hear your recognition story. So if you're listening today, I want to hear about the people who've done the heavy lifting and the foundation work in your life. And if we get responses, I will read those recognitions on next week's podcast, possibly a special episode if there's enough. 
That way you can share that with that amazing person in your life. You can send them the link and say, hey, I think you're awesome and I so appreciate what you've done for me. And I think this is a good way to recognize, again, if that person would be comfortable, to recognize the bases in our lives. And sometimes the bases are the flyers as well. Sometimes yeah, they, they, they cross over. Mm-hmm. So I would just ask you, please share this episode directly from the FHC mobile app by going to podcast. That's inside the media tab. Right at the top of that, you will see a share button, which will contain the instructions to submit your person uh, for recognition. And I will, again, I will read those submissions we receive next week. So if you haven't found the FHC mobile app yet, it is in the iTunes app store and it's also on Google Play. And if you're old school, you can text it to 407-965-1607 or email podcast at hospitalchurch.org. All right. We are running out of time quickly, but to wrap up the show, Yvette and Stephanie are going to read their conclusion manifesto, if you will, because it is a complete (laughs) summation of our human wants, desires, and how we should deal with the but if nots. Like Moses, we may feel we have put in our time, we have dedicated our lives to those ungrateful, whiny people for decades. And finally, we have arrived on the edge, at the border, on the verge of the promised land. We would like to go in. We would like to find rest. We want to be celebrated for reaching the goal. But if not, we will trust and lead and then step aside by faith. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We have done what is right. And we would like to be rescued. We want a public, powerful display of God's glory as we walk out of the fire. But if not, we will believe and hope and trust that he stands with us in the flames. Like David, we have listened to God's heart and made plans to build something that lasts, something beautiful and bold that everyone will know we made. But if not, we will gather the people and give what we can and pour a firm foundation. We would like to, but if not, we will give anyway, work anyway, love anyway. We will offer our lives a sacrifice to God for his glory, his honor, his fame. My son, David once said, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dismayed. For he who began a good work in you will see it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. That is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. I only wish that we had more time. There was so much more we could have covered, but I hope you enjoyed this as well. And this week upcoming, we are ready for another installment of our From the Heart series entitled Priesthood of All Believers. So if you tune in next week, you'll find that. So until next Wednesday in episode 48, this is Randy for Stephanie, Yvette, and Tom saying thanks for joining us, and we will see you then.